Hi, I'm Erica Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about the blessing of teenagers. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is the 13th of December, 2021. And I can't believe we're already halfway through December and we're going to be starting a new year. I'm so thankful that we're starting a new year. I don't know about you, but my 2021 has not been super awesome. Um, Obviously, there have been some really great things and other things not so great. Um, I definitely started out this year with a really good attitude and wasn't feeling too, too bad. I was actually doing pretty well. In May, I started having some health issues and they've kind of spiraled to the point where I just really struggle on a daily basis. And for those of you who have anxiety issues, you know that a lot of times you really just have to take things day by day. And if you can't even take it day by day, you have to do it hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second, just to be able to overcome these feelings that you might have that, that feel like they overwhelm you. Um, but today I really want to talk about the blessings of teenagers. But before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what the tour portion is for this week. It is Vayaki. He lived. Genesis 47 to verse 28 to chapter 50, verse 26. And then we have the half Torah portion, which is first Kings chapter two, verses one through 12. And then the Brit Hadashah, which is Matthew chapter 11, verses 21 to 22. So honestly, as a whole, it's actually not that much. The Torah portion itself sounds like it's a lot, but the chapters themselves are actually not that much at all. Um, And they're actually really good. I was reading, I get something from when I homeschooled my children a, a few years ago. I still get emails from the people who... Um, did our uh, curriculum, which is Homeschooling Torah. If you haven't checked them out, you definitely should. They're actually really good resources. Their prices are extremely fair and they are um, super helpful. I know when I had issues with my homeschooling, they were always very quick to respond and try to fix whatever issues I was having. But I, I get these little emails from the woman who is in charge. Her name is um, Ann Elliott. And it talks about each week's tour portion. And it kind of almost gives you a little bit of a synopsis or what she kind of got out of the particular tour portion. And I never really thought of it the way she was talking about it. She was talking about how these particular tour portions are talking about prof- prophecy. They're talking about um, Jacob prophesying over each of his children. And when you read it, I don't know that I ever necessarily saw it that way. This is at the end of Jacob's life um, where he is, you know, he blesses Ephraim and Manasseh. And, you know, Manasseh was the oldest and Ephraim was the youngest. And he actually chose to give the youngest the eldest blessing and vice versa, which did not make Joseph happy. But um, I'd say he knew what he was doing. And then he, in part of the Torah portion, he would, he talked about each of his sons. And he talked about what each of his sons would receive as a blessing. And of course, it makes me think of my own children and what blessings I would want to impart to them or even say, you know, Lord, what do you speak through me so that I can prophesy over my children 
so that they can live the life that you have called them to live. And I really obviously came to that conclusion. One of my children's name is Judah. And obviously one of Jacob's son's name is Judah. And thankfully his, his, uh, his speaking over his life was a positive one. Uh, some of his sons, I, I wasn't sure how to take if that I took that as a blessing or basically like, I'm acknowledging you, but I'm not really sure I'm blessing you right now. But, um, this past week has just been really stressful for me, uh, emotionally and physically. Um, I, you know, I consistently, and you know this, if you've been listening to my podcast, I consistently struggle with my health and, um, it's very difficult for me to function on a daily basis. And, you know, speaking with my trainer this past week, she wants me to be at the gym five days a week. And the reality is that my body would not function well if I did that. It would not do uh, what I would want it to do when I'm outside of the gym. Basically, I would give 110% at the gym and then I would probably have to recover for a week and then come back, you know, for a week. And it makes it difficult and it makes it difficult. And I, I think about my children because all of my children are teenagers. I have a 13 year old, 14 year old, 16 year old, and then I have a, a 19 year old. And I think about my children and how difficult it is for them to learn how to communicate effectively. And as a teenager, um, in their teenage years, that is so evident. It's rather ridiculous because they know in their heart of hearts that what they're saying and what they're feeling is right. And it doesn't matter what you say, they're right. And for me, even trying to communicate how I'm feeling and what I know that I'm capable of and what I'm not capable of is very difficult for me, especially because I don't want to give the impression that I I'm quitting or that I'm just having the mentality of I can't do this um, because the reality is I know what I can and cannot do. I'm, I'm pretty confident in what my limitations are at this point. Um, some days are better than others and that's kind of the crux of the matter as well, right? When you have good days and bad days, just like every other person on earth, but unfortunately it's dictated to you not by necessarily your emotions, but your physical body it makes it very difficult for you to be able to express that in a way for others to understand and not think that you're simply making excuses. And if you have teenagers, you know that there are a lot of excuses being thrown about. And, you know, even today, my husband actually didn't even want me to do this podcast because, not because of what I'm talking about, but simply because he's like, I don't think you're in the right mindset to do a podcast today. Just because I was just feeling really down earlier and our children came in and they we were having a really great dis discussion about uh tithing actually and um the ability to go check out your own place of worship and when you're allowed to do that and when you're not allowed to do that and why you have to wait and if and other situations of that nature but when you have maybe one or two teenagers, obviously the more teenagers you have at once, I think the more difficult it gets one, because they can play off of each other, but two, because you're dealing with all, like for me, I have all four children. Thankfully my 19 year old, uh, because he technically, he doesn't live in the home. He lives in a camper behind our house, 
um, our three youngest ones are pushing the boundaries at the same time. And they're seeing each of them are, are poking and prodding uh, my husband and I in different areas at the same time to see where we'll crack. <laughs> and uh, my husband and I were talking about it. You know, I said, the problem is uh, talking to my husband is that, you know, you're too malleable and I'm not malleable enough. Um, when you push me, I tend to push back. I will dig in my heels, even if it's not even necessarily the right thing to do. I will dig in my heels. And be like, no, I'm, no, you're not pushing me. I'm not doing this. Like, you can't tell me what, what's going to happen or how it's going to be. I'm the one telling you how it's going to be. And for my husband, he's more likely to be like, oh, okay, yeah, let's just go ahead and, and do it your way. I just don't want to fight with you. And uh, so we, we need to find a balance, like everything in life, right? Especially with parenting, we need to find a balance where we are able to say, look, we're willing to compromise with you, but we're also just not going to let you have your way all the time. We care about you too much and we love you too much to let you do that. And I was like, Lord, like how exactly does that coincide with what the word of God says? Like where in the world does it talk about teenagers in the Bible? Quite frankly, it doesn't really. I actually even Googled it and they gave me a lot of verses that would be great for teenagers to read, but wasn't necessarily about them. Obviously there's, you know, don't let anyone look down on you because of your youth, but um, doesn't really talk to parents about teenagers. However, one of the most important things that my husband and I have implemented in our marriage is the Shema. And it's something that we are commanded to do twice a day when you rise up and when you lie down. And, um, it's, it's, you can find this in Deuteronomy six, chapter four to eight. It's Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. It's hero Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one love Adonai, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These words, which I am commanding you today, they are to be on your heart. You are to teach them diligently to your children and speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way when you lie down and when you rise up, bind them as a sign on your hand, there to be as frontless between your eyes and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And to me that right there, that's a, it's a self-explanatory. I mean, if you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and if you love him, then you'll keep all of his word in your heart. And then because you love him and you're keeping it in your heart, you'll want to tell everyone else about it. And who should be the first person, who should be the first people in your life that you tell, uh, tell about God and Adonai and the Ruach and Yeshua, it should be your family. And for a lot of us, that includes our children. And it's really important for us as parents. And I want to encourage those, especially those who have younger children, teach them in the way that they shall go. And they will not depart from it because if you don't, you're going to have even more problems <laughs> than those of us who have been teaching our children the way they should go, even as small children. Um, I know if my sister was listening to this podcast, which I know she's not, um, but if she was, I know that she'd basically just tell me that I'm reaping what I'm sowing because quite frankly, as a teenager, I was not following after Yeshua. I was doing my own thing. And you know what? There are consequences to that. And I definitely paid the price for what I chose to do. But I also came back to Yeshua. Why? Because my mother and my grandmother, I know, 
prayed for me, but also at a young age, to the best of their ability, taught me the way that I should go. And because of that, I still had those teachings in my heart. I wasn't paying attention to them. I wasn't following them at the time, but I still had those teachings in my heart. And eventually those seeds that had already been planted sprouted and it brought me to come back to Yeshua and fall down at his feet and ask for forgiveness. And obviously I know that it wasn't just my mom and just my, my grandmother, but um, I know it was my other, you know, I know, I know my aunt Carla, I know other people in my family and even people that weren't part of my family, part of, you know, the church family I grew up with people, maybe I didn't even know that were praying for me. And because of those prayers, I believe it brought me back to Yeshua a lot quicker than if they hadn't, or at all. Because I was in a very dark place as a teenager quite a few times before I heard. There were many times where I was, I was ready to be done. I was ready to end my life, to be done with everything. And I heard the voice of the Lord drawing me back to him. And I hope that's an encouragement for all of you parents out there that you are not alone. Your parents being rebellious or being in in rebellion or being a prodigal child. Um, There's hope. There's hope at the end of the tunnel. Um, There's a light at the end of the tunnel and that is Yeshua. It's always Yeshua. And I wanted to read to you and I... I really kind of hesitated to read this to you because I'm like, I'm not really sure how this ties in, Lord. But for some reason, he wants me to read Psalms 94. There are some really important parts in here. I'm going to try and break it down, I think, to my understanding of what it is that the, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, is trying to tell me. But it's, it's Psalms 94. The title is, I read the Tree of Life version. The title for this particular chapter is uh, called, He Will Not Abandon His People. And if you're reading this, in the way that you would be reading it as we are Adonai's children. And in a lot of ways, on a regular basis, we are Adonai's teenagers because we push the boundaries with him. We try to put him in a little box and say, I can do whatever I want, but in this box, I'll do what you want. Um, which is very, very similar to what we, you know, the teenagers that we have in our lives do. But it's also a reminder of the consequences when we don't listen to Adonai and also the positive consequences that can listen when we, what happens when we do listen to Adonai. And it starts out with talking about the vengeance of Adonai. So here we go. God of vengeance, Adonai, God of vengeance, shine forth, rise up. O judge of the earth, pay back to the proud what they deserve. How long will the wicked Adonai, how long will the wicked gloat? They gush out, they speak arrogance. All the evildoers keep boasting. They crush your people, Adonai, and afflict your heritage. They slay the widow and the outsider and murder the fatherless. So they say, Adonai does not see. The God of Jacob pays no attention. That right there, that was uh, one through seven, I think is a really good picture of even our world today. Um, how often do we have people say that your God, if he was a just God, would stop people from being killed and help those who are widows and orphans and love on the fatherless and, 
you know, basically it would be a utopia, but we know because of man's choice, we cannot have that. Verse eight, pay attention, stupid among the people. Fools, when will you comprehend? He who planted the ear, does he not hear? He who formed the eye, does he not see? He who chastens nations, will he not rebuke one who teaches humanity knowledge? Adonai knows human thoughts. They are but a breath. That's verse 8 to 11. And I think how often we are the stupid people where we don't listen to Adonai. We don't comprehend that he is omnipotent, omniscient. He sees all. He hears all. He created all things. And yet somehow, at like the teenager mindset, we think we can pull one over on Adonai, right? Verse 12. Blessed is the one you discipline, Adonai, and teach him from your Torah, to give him rest from days of trouble until a pit is dug for the wicked. For Adonai will not forsake his people. He will never abandon his inheritance. For rightness will be restored to justice, and all the upright in heart will follow it. That's verse 12 to 15. So they're saying, blessed are you, is everyone that Adonai disciplines. Just like your children are blessed because of your dis- discipline. I cannot tell you what a negative it is when there are parents who choose not to discipline their children. Like they think that they're actually helping them somehow, but they're not. They're actually hindering them from being able to grow into a functioning, healthy, happy adult. And the same is true for Adonai with us, his children. But it also talks about teaching him from your Torah. So just as Adonai teaches us from his Torah, we too are also to teach him from the word, teach our children from the word. That way we can have rest from the days of trouble. Adonai will not forsake his people, just as a good parent will not forsake their children. Never abandon his inheritance. As parents, our inheritance is our children, right? So we are to love unconditionally. That does not mean we don't call our children on their nonsense. Just like Adonai calls us on our nonsense, we too are to call our children when they are acting ridiculous or saying things that they shouldn't say or being disrespectful, any of those things. Adonai does the same to us. We are to also treat our children the same way with love and dignity, but also with discipline. Verse 16, who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will stand up for me against evildoers? Unless Adonai has been my help, my soul would soon have dwelt in the abode of silence. If I say my foot is slipped, your mercy, Adonai, will hold me up. When my troubling thoughts multiply within me, your consolations comfort my soul. That's uh, 16 to 19. And Adonai is our help. He is our help in the good times and the bad times. He is the one who consoles us and comforts our souls when we have troubling thoughts multiplying within us. Now, as an adult, I have that. I have that problem where I have these thoughts that trouble me. But do you remember being a teenager and having all those extra hormones and all those extra thoughts and feelings that, quite frankly, were not necessarily rational and... God is saying he will comfort you and console you 
So hopefully we can make rational decisions. Verse 20, can a throne of corruption be aligned with you, planning distress by decree? They band together against the life of the righteous and condemn innocent blood. But Adonai has been my fortress and my God, the rock of my refuge. He will repay them for their wickedness and will annihilate them in their evil. Adonai, our God, will annihilate them. To me, that's a good thing, but it's also a warning. We don't want to become the wicked that Adonai decides to annihilate because we're not following in his ways. Now, does Adonai love all of his children? Yes, he does. But it doesn't mean that there isn't going to be some discipline there. And it doesn't mean that there are going to be consequences to our actions, right? Just as we know with our children, there are always going to be consequences. Whether they be good or bad, there's always consequences. And I think that it's really good for us all to remember that. Especially in these moments and times. If you're like me, who have children, and some of them may even be teenagers. And they are really just pushing the limits. The thought is to remember, we are Adonai's children. And then think, how often do I push your limits, Adonai? How often do I push your boundaries? And in your mercy and kindness, you give me grace, but you also discipline me when I'm in the wrong. And to know that that's okay. It's okay to discipline your children. There's a reason that this generation is struggling so hard, not just because there's a lack of discipline, but there's a lack of parenting. We've gotten so consumed with our own problems and our own technology that we have a tendency to not even focus on what's going on with our children and our teenagers. So I would encourage you, if you are a parent, to not just think about yourself, to think about your children as well, to try and be there to the best of your ability for them, to love on them, to teach them diligently the way that they should go, to teach them the word of the Lord so that they will know and have it in their hearts so that when they are struggling, they will already know what to do, to teach them to pray. And then also to instruct them and discipline them and show them the right way to go. Now, as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. It is the ironic benediction. It's a blessing that we love doing at our congregation every single week. We do not only for our whole congregation, but before we walk the tour around our congregation, we have uh, either right before or right after, I actually prefer right after, we bless the children with this blessing. So I hope that it blesses you as well. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua, Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. I'll see you all again here next time. Please feel free to message me at messymessianicmama.com or you can email me at elmmm3 at protonmail.com. That's E is an echo, L is in lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. You can also leave me a one minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica Lacasse, and it should have a button right there to say, leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet if you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment. I would love to hear from you.